My mission is to discover the language of nature, and I believe nature is intelligent. There is a world under the earth full of magic and mystery. It holds the consciousness of nature's connection to all living things. Welcome to Voices of Esalen. I'm Sam Stern. Today, we're pleased to present an edition of Voices of Esalen on the road. Our intrepid correspondent, Greg Archer, recently took a jaunt to the Castro Theater in San Francisco, where the film Fantastic Fungi, The Magic Beneath Us, was having its California premiere. While he was there, he spoke to renowned filmmaker Louis Schwartzberg about the mysteries of mycology. Together, they discussed Louis's unique stop-motion filmmaking technique, the healing potential of mushrooms, how psychedelic mushrooms may be our ally, and so much more. Here's our conversation with filmmaker Louis Schwartzberg. Well, Louis, welcome to uh, Voices of Esalen podcast, Voices of Esalen on the road. It's so good to be able to connect with you here. It's amazing to be here at the Castro Theater with you. Thank you for your time, and congratulations on this California premiere. Although I feel at some point we should go out to the ground and put our feet in the soil so we can connect to this wonderful world that you talk about, right? Absolutely. I think what we want to do is take what's below the ground and bring it actually above the ground. Tell me how you're feeling tonight, or as we're setting up, because we've been um, watching you set up and get excited about all of this, so I'm just curious what's going on within you. Well, I love to take people on journeys through time and scale. So tonight we have 1,400 people, sold out theater, that we're going to go on a journey together, and I feel that bringing people together in a shared consciousness experience is what we need right now in this particular day and age when we're so separated from each other with our digital devices. There's a giant disconnect. So beyond the message of the movie, the fact that we can have people come together, just like the mycelial network, which is underground, that you know connects trees and plants to one another, creates a shared economy for ecosystems to flourish, not based on greed, but by building community. And nature teaches us that communities survive better than individuals. So it's a, a blessing for me to be able to take people on a giant spaceship called the Castro Theater, and 1,400 of us are gonna go on an incredible journey into the world of mycelium and mushrooms. I find it also fascinating, and just looking at your work and, and hearing some of your previous interviews, it's such, an, it's such a fascinating world to dive into and um, that you've allowed us to see. So the film was screened at the Esalen Inspirational Film Festival just several months ago this summer, what do you, and it was met very favorably. What do you feel people have been resonating with? One of the things that was really interesting at the Esalen Film Festival was that I was at a crossroads. <clears throat> trying to figure out what to do with the movie. You know, there was a possibility of, a, of an offer, which wasn't a great offer, but to have it stream on a platform like Netflix or Amazon, which meant that, you know, people would watch it alone in their living room or on a device, laptop, or I could be bold and try to do what we're doing tonight, which is, you know, independent distribution on our own, bringing communities together. And um, I feel that the, the mushrooms have spoken to me and indicated that what they really want to do is create this idea of building community. I, I would also add that at the Esalen community, 
when I posed that choice, in order to go independent, we needed to raise money. And people volunteered right then and there. You know, massage therapists had 50 bucks, 100 bucks, wish they could give more. That just opened my heart in such a deep and profound way. I felt blessed that we were getting the spiritual DNA for the movement was coming from the core of where the movement started. It started 50 years ago at Esalen when they had the first psychedelic conference where thought leaders were brought together, doctors, psychologists. So that's where it started. And this is where I got my first quote-unquote energy to put this on a tour and to make it happen. It sounds like it was a kind of spark plug for you. A spark plug, a spiritual spark plug. Um, it wasn't about the quantity of the money. It was about the essence of, of the fact that, you know, people were willing to give. People wanted to support. And I, I was so moved by that. And what it did, it actually did create a groundswell. You know, it's like the fact that the first... You know, support that I got came from Esalen, I think, enabled the spiritual energy to expand, just like the mycelial network. The bulk of the organism is growing underground, and it's composed of these long threads called a mycelium. Almost everyone knows about the computer internet. The mycelium shares the same network design. It's amazing what we don't know about mushrooms. They really are a frontier of knowledge. You can filter water. You can create medicinal compounds almost on demand. They have incredible capacity to make things change very quickly. So I am super hopeful. You're, you're an award-winning producer, director, cinematographer, and the only filmmaker on the planet, right, who's been shooting time-lapse 24-7 continuously for more than four decades. That's a long time. Well, time is our most valuable asset. Right, and so I started doing time lapse because I didn't have money and I had a lot of time. That happens when you're young, and and certainly a sense of wonder enabled me to dive into the idea of waiting forever for a flower to open or a sunrise to come up or shafts of light in the forest. It also enabled me to shoot high quality 35 millimeter movie film, which even back then was a hundred dollars a minute. So I, I couldn't afford to shoot 35 millimeter film in real time. So by shooting it in time-lapse, I learned a lot about composition, about lighting, from the greatest teacher in the world, Mother Nature. And it enabled me to shoot high-quality film and also fed my sense of wonder. And now that I'm older, I still have that sense of wonder. If I set up a shot on a flower, I have no idea how it's going to open up. I have no idea what is going to emerge in terms of color. And so... They have seduced me for 40 years with their color, their taste, their touch, their smell. It's the sexual organ of the plant, so why wouldn't it seduce me? First of all, you must be a patient man. Do you consider yourself a patient man? I think I'm patient and also determined. I would, I would think you'd have a lot of patience. Uh, so how long did it take to create this particular film? I started it 13 years ago. It started when I heard Paul Stamets do a talk at Bioneers up in Marin. And after his talk, I showed him some of my time-lapse mushrooms on my laptop. And uh, the mycelial network brought us together at that moment. And they have, uh, I think, magically engineered this particular moment in time as the perfect moment for this film to be released. 
You know, and Paul uh, is featured prominently in the film, and he's also um, part of the book Fantastic Fungi, How Mushrooms Can Heal and Shift Consciousness and Save the Planet. So can you talk a little bit about some of the things you've learned in collaborating with Paul? Because he was at also the Psychedelic Conference recently, too. Yes. Well, Paul and I have a great relationship. And what's beautiful about it is that he's a scientist, I'm an artist, and I think that the intersection between art and science is wonder. And we have different ways of telling the story, which is trying to unveil the mysteries of life. So what I've learned from Paul is enormous. You know, the idea that um, that, that the mycelial network is a giant immune system for the planet, that it can heal us, that it can feel, feed us, and, and it can shift our consciousness. Reciprocally, I turned Paul on to the idea, because I was working on a film called Wings of Life, a Disney nature film about pollinators and about the fact that the bees are disappearing. And I said, Paul, what can you do to save the bees? You're one of the smartest guys I know. And sure enough, he thought about it, and guess what? He's created fungal extracts that are being tested now at Washington State University that builds the immunities, immunity in bees in order for them to fight the varroa mites and the fact that their immune system has been so diminished from environmental degradation. So the mushrooms, which can improve our health, can also help bees. And if we save the bees, we've saved the food supply of our planet. You know, these mushrooms, they can heal you, they can feed you, they can kill you. It's not like a vegetable, and it's not like an animal, but it's somewhere in between. They support life, they convert life. As you're walking through, it's about 300 miles of fungi. Under every footstep that you take, and that's all over the world. So take me back a little bit. There you are, 10 years old, 15 years old, 8 years old. When did you know that this was your particular path? When did nature really start captivating you? Nature really grabbed my heart when I went to UCLA and I started to probably have a sacred journey with mushrooms. But I think the preparation for that came in a very odd way. My parents were Holocaust survivors, so I grew up in Brooklyn. And living under their roof, I learned a lot about appreciating the little things in life, having gratitude for food on the table, a roof over your head, a steady job and miracle to have children for my parents, given what they had gone through. And so I went to UCLA, and I was definitely going to probably be a lawyer and fight for social justice, but it was right at 1969, at the peak of the anti-war movement. How could I study the French Revolution when there was a revolution happening right outside my door? So I picked up a camera, and I started to document the protests, as well as the police brutality. And I handed in these photo essays, which was a lot easier for me than doing a paper. And I think I found my voice. And then I also found my greatest teacher, because when I got into photography, it meant filming nature. And Mother Nature, in a matter of days, can just really revolutionize and transform your life. So can you talk to me about the two different experiences? You're behind the camera. What goes on in your body when you're behind the camera? How do you feel there? And how do you feel in nature? When I'm behind the camera, I think it's similar to like a surfer trying to catch a wave. 
I mean, it's nice being on the ocean, but it's kind of nice being on the surfboard, trying to figure out where is the perfect spot that I need to be and how do I catch the best wave. So with my camera, I'm always aware of the light. Um, where is the best place to put that camera? How do I capture the most amazing shot? It's a fun journey, and the feeling that you get in nature I'm trying to capture that feeling, and it's really important that I feel it at the moment that I press that shutter button, because then I need to take that feeling into the edit room, you know, where I try to, you know, enhance the feeling, add music, narration. It's sort of like when Beethoven writes a symphony, the composer you know, um, writes this beautiful you know, score, but then the conductor has to perform it and the musicians have to play it. So it gets better and better and better based on a, on a core sort of DNA principle. So, Louis, if mushrooms produce molecules that fit receptors in the brain, the human brain, does that suggest that nature would want us to take advantage of the benefits of mushrooms? I believe I know the answer to that, and I think I know what you're going to say, but can you talk a little bit more about that? If, if these molecules do fit a receptor in the brain that enables us to shift our consciousness, that releases serotonin, I mean, what are the odds of that happening? There has to be, I believe, some type of intelligence where the mushrooms are trying to communicate to us to live in harmony with the planet. Look, every plant and even most insects communicate chemically with one another. So just because we don't speak the chemical language doesn't mean they're, they're not intelligent. But how would they speak to us? Obviously, they speak to us chemically. When we ingest a mushroom, whether it's like healthy food that's good for your, for your, you know, your liver, your heart, you know, lion's mane, which is supposedly good for Alzheimer's, uh, turkey tail with people that are suffering from cancer. If psilocybin mushrooms can somehow unlock a beautiful spiritual pathway within our neural brain, well, I don't think that's, a, that's by chance. It's beyond, I think, mathematical probability to be by chance. So I do believe there is an intention in nature to have human beings wake up and get their act together before we start destroying more species. You feel, or do you feel, that understanding fungi better uh, can help expand our own human potential? I think understanding nature in general can expand our human potential. I, in this particular film, we're looking at it from the, through the portal of the fungal world. And that's a beautiful way to look at things because, you know, there's six times more species of, of fungi than there are of plants. And it's the largest organism on the planet. It has, you know, plants and, and trees, you know, communicating to each other in a shared economy. It's a perfect model how we should live in our, you know, human culture. Look what happened in that last election. The lesson from it is that we need to engage with each other face to face. We need to organize to make sure that we don't lose our democracy. The psychedelic members of the mushroom kingdom are fascinating. I have been a guide for around 350 psilocybin sessions. The most glorious part was that it made me feel more comfortable with living because you're not afraid of dying. What do you feel 
is, let's say, the biggest misconception on quote-unquote magic mushrooms? I think the biggest misconception with magic mushrooms is that people use it only as a party drug. I think they're sacred. I think it should be used with a lot of respect and, and used only as a kind of a rite of passage to have you broaden your horizon. And then once you kind of get it, um, then you should activate yourself. And that's, you know, it's all about, I think, self-actualization. Isn't like the self-actualization movement apparently started at Esalen, and I believed it was a conversation where is it done through the you know psychology or is it done with psychedelics? But the goal is self-actualization. So once you get an aha moment, you got to do something with it. I think a good analogy is like you can take a, a helicopter ride to the top of Everest, but then you got to come back to base camp, and then you're gonna have to do the trek. That's the point. You get a glimpse of it, but that's not it. You actually got to do the work, do that hike, and, and get to the top on your own. What do you love most about being in nature, and what has being in nature taught you about life? I think what I love most about being in nature is seeing that it's all energy. And what that has helped me in my life is the fact that if I realize that everything is energy, then I'm pretty relaxed about the idea of, of dying. I mean, it doesn't scare me. Um, I realize that energy is always in the form of some kind of transformation and that you know, my spirit and soul will always sort of continue. Um, I don't need to live under any kind of dogma. I actually wake up every morning, and I think we should all wake up every morning and just ask yourself, who am I? What is life? I mean, look, it's a mystery. But if it's all energy, I can kind of buy that and be on the path of always trying to learn more about what this mystery really is all about. We can heal the planet. We can build the future. And our world is fantastic. You know, I'm looking behind me, and as we're sitting, by the way, we are sitting on the stage of the Castro Theater in front of the Castro Theater, which is great. And behind me is a little um, slide, uh, fantasticfungi.com, where people can learn more about the film. But I believe this slide is letting people know what they can do after they see the film or to sort of spread the word about the film. So maybe you can talk a little bit about what you'd love people to walk away with and um, spread. Well, what's really beautiful about the film and the topic is that it brings a lot of um, overlapping interests together. So people that are into spirituality, um, artists and visionaries, environmentalists and growers, innovators, chefs, foragers, scientists, teachers, medical practitioners, they all have a shared interest in this subject matter. And so what will happen tonight is that people are going to recognize each other or people are going to meet each other that have shared common interests and what they can do on the website is you know go to a link that'll able that'll give them more information about you know how to get more involved with these affinity groups that they can get engaged in so we're bringing all these different groups together 
which I think is just, you know, the goal of the Mycelium Network. Louis, thank you so much for your time today. Folks, go to fantasticfungi.com. Thank you for listening to this special Voices of Esalen on the Road. We will see you soon. Best wishes. May the spores be with you. Today's show is produced in conjunction with Lori Putnam, Shannon Hudson, and Cheryl Franzel. Additional reporting was supplied by Greg Archer. Our music is by Nico Holloman. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Pandora, and more. It's easy to stay up to date with the latest releases. Just hit subscribe. You can also find all of our podcasts archived at our website, esalen.org. That's E-S-A-L-E-N.org. The Esalen Institute is a nonprofit organization. Programs like this one are made possible by the support of our donors. We'll be right back.